0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Tractor Girls Talk podcast. I'm your host, Katie Sandals, and I'm joined by the photographer who's not got the celebration yet he was hoping for, Ross Halls. How you doing, Ross?
1: Very well, as always. It's good to be back on the show. And yeah, not yet. I think I got a nice one for the game against the London Bees, but I'm just waiting for that one shot that I'm going to be really proud of. As you know, I'm a perfectionist in my photography, <laughs> but um, one day I will come on this pod and go, yes, I've got the shot.
0: Master of your craft, uh, Ross. Um, speaking of perfection and perfectionism, Ipswich Town Women and anybody, you know, they are six games, six wins, perfect start. And we'll talk a bit more about that latest uh, game, another win, another clean sheet. The things that dreams are made of, Ross.
1: Yeah, um, what a start. Of course, this was a cup game, so we're through to the next round of the cup. Um, at least the women's team can win cup games, because the men, we know, <laughs> they cannot win. But we won't get into that, because that's another story, and that's another podcast you can listen to on our Kings of Anglia feed. But uh, yeah, what a start. Uh, 1-0, job done. Now a clean sheet. Happy days at the moment.
0: Yeah, so let's get into that, ben. Uh This weekend uh, was a cup game, uh, the FA Women's National League Cup. I it was the determining round. because so if you win, you go into the cup, and if you lose, you go into the shield, I believe. Is it the shield plate. Plate. plate? I knew it was some kind of metal flat object.
1: Yeah, um, it's the
0: plate. Uh, and town, uh, this time, are they're into the cup because they won against London Bees. Uh, London Bees, uh, they were in the championship last season, the second tier of women's football, uh, and got relegated. Um, uh, Town took quite a few of their players in the uh, in the summer, uh, the likes of whom we, we've spoken a lot about, Sarah Quantrill, uh, Liz, Liz Smith, and uh, a player that you'll be hearing a lot more from today, your your favourite, Ross, Bonnie. Yeah,
1: Bonnie, of course, been a stand-in skip um, because of on the unfortunate injury of Blue Wilson, but uh, no, a really good chat with her. Um, I was just really intrigued to hear her early days in football, and she's had one head of a journey, um, a big career playing at the highest level in women's football. And I um, hope you do enjoy listening to it. And of yeah, course, she, so um, she she didn't play. She didn't play on the weekend against London <laughs> Bees. She got a nice, deserved rest. Um, but uh, it was great to catch up.
0: Yeah, so we'll, we'll, uh, you'll be speaking to her later in the show. But let's get into the rest of that game then. It was just one goal that split uh, Town and Bees at the weekend. Uh, back at the Gold Star, how... Ha- just one goal in it in the end Ross. I mean, it's happened in a few games town have been in recently, but it it was all they need. And it was a pretty good goal uh, as goals go for a one nil win.
1: Yeah. Zoe Barrett, um, she scores earlier in the season. Um, and she scored one head of a strike here. Um, Big praise to Lindsay Cooper. I had to watch the highlights back before coming on. And um, you've got to give praise to Lindsay Cooper's ball over to Zoe. And, of course, she then beat a defender and then whipped in a great ball uh, and scored Zoe. And uh, to be fair, it could have been more. Um, watching the highlights mm. back as, as, you know, Elo- Eloise King, who was the standing um, skip of this game. You know, what story for her. You know, a uh, uh, childhood club. Um, being the captain for the first time, getting a win. Um, she missed an absolute sitter. Sorry, EK, but you did. <laughs> um, I'm sure she won't be okay with that. But um, there there's many different chances we could have scored. Um, so, yeah, it could have been more. But at the moment, we can't score many at home. Only one nil win so far. That is the score on our choice. But um, away from home, we are scoring a lot. Um, actually, I heard, I was overheard from some fans mentioning that, um, saying, oh, they're scoring a lot at, away from home, but they can't score at home. Um, at least they're getting the one goal to secure the win. But um, yeah, it could have been more.
0: Fantastic. And obviously, Town got a few more uh, games this season against Bees, uh, being in the same league as them, because um, that obviously that cup involves teams from the, the leagues that Town are currently in that third tier as well as the fourth tier. Um, so we'll bring you uh, all the news on the cup uh, as Town go through it. Uh, the next round's not been drawn yet but uh, I'm sure we'll hear about that soon. So excellent start uh, excellent start there for the cup. FA Cup uh, will still be a little bit later in the season because of where town are in the leagues these days. They enter a little bit later, although I know some of the uh, very local Suffolk teams were out in extra preliminary sort of action uh, this past weekend as well. Um, but yeah, a fantastic goal there for Zoe. Um, you know, great start for a cup run. We love a cup run. We know the girls love cup runs. Um And yeah, a positive start to the season continues. Um, But somebody who's been a big part of that uh, new season uh, and the fantastic start that town have had uh, has been Ross's favourite, Bonnie uh, Harwood. You sat down and had a chat with her talking about her very impressive um, previous life uh, away from town, uh, as well as her fantastic start to the season.
1: So, Bonnie, welcome to the Tractor Girls Talk podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on. You had a well-deserved break for the London Bees game. We got a 1-0 win. We're through into the next round of the cup. But how are you doing?
2: Yeah, all good, thank you. Um, obviously, it would have been nice to play, but it's nice to have a rest as well. So, um, yeah, doing all good, thank you.
1: Yeah. And um, it's, not a, it's not a secret that I'm a big fan of you. I've been impressed with your performances so far. I've praised you a lot on the podcast. Um, how have you sort of settled in at town? You know, you've been a, been a captain you've got a debut goal and you've done some good performances. Um, how have you been settling so far?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a nice start. Um, I don't usually get many goals, so it was nice to get one um, on my first game. But um, yeah, really enjoyed it. The team's, you know, good to play with and play some nice football. Um, and yeah, it's nice to not have to uh, travel for once as well.
1: <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Because you know, you're based in Colchester and of course, I remember you, your interview you did with Kieran for the club and you said, we've got a very young squad. And I think that is one thing we were, were lacking was experience. And I hate using the word experience sometimes because it sometimes sort of mentions the age there. But I uh, won't mention that anymore. But, you know, just that's what we've needed is experience. You and Sarah um, have added that. Um, and do you think that's helped all the players as well?
2: Um, I'd hope so. Um, I know yeah. when I was a younger player myself... Um, you know, looking up to the older players and seeing things they've done always helped me. So um, I'd like to think that maybe some of the younger players think that with me and Sarah.
1: Definitely. And let's go all the way back, not too far back. Once again, I wasn't going to mention that. Um, but let's talk about your early start of your career and your early memory of playing football. You know, everyone's got their first sort of football match, their first football game they went to. You know, who got you into football? You know, was it a family member or what sort of team did you follow back then?
2: Um, I just sort of played it at school really. Um, There wasn't that many girls teams. I had to play for a boys team up until I think the age of 10. Um, And then they just started to then introduce sort of girls football and the centre of excellence as I moved up to sort of the age of 16. Um, But my family really isn't actually into football that much. So it's just something that I just sort of fell into and liked doing really and um, just carried on.
1: And of course, the question will be, you know, what sort of team do you support? Is there a particular team you support?
2: Uh, Man United, who I've always sort of followed. Um, I think obviously when I was younger, like, sort of skulls, Giggs and Beckham. Um, yeah, sort of everyone sort of followed them around my age. <laughs> yeah.
1: And has that, that always been your position in midfield and, you know, in the middle there? Or did you, have you played everywhere?
2: Um, I've played a tiny bit as centre-half, um, a little bit left wing, but majority of my career has been in the middle. Um, I'd probably say that's where I prefer to play the most.
1: That's where you can get the ball the most, in it? Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, you, as I mentioned, you, you know, you're from Colchester and that's where you started. Um, what was that like back then, you know, playing for Colchester? And unfortunately, they haven't got a team now. That, I think that was folded in 2013, something like that. And, you know, that's got a lot of connection with Itchwich Town players from the past, like Amanda Crump and stuff like that. They played for Colchester or the, you know, mm-hmm. Centre Excellence because at the time, Itchwich didn't have that sort of thing. But um, what, what yeah. was the progression there?
2: Um when I was fifteen I went to a talent camp. Um I think it was like a regional one. Um lucky enough I got um spotted there um just by a few England scouts. So I went to then Loughborough from sixteen to twenty um like on a scholarship. So I was sort of doing full time training then from sixteen to twenty. Um, come out of that and then it's been quite a few teams. I think it was Birmingham and Watford. Um Reading in there and then I've sort of obviously done Yeovil which was nice again full-time um, so I've been to a few teams but um, yeah had some good experiences
1: yeah. and I'll, I'll get into that in a second but I want to mention you know like America is a big thing you know now we're lucky there's a lot of full-time opportunities for players uh, women's football to get a full-time you know role at playing football but the goal was for a lot of people to go to America was there an opportunity for you to go to America
2: um, I did go out for one summer um, okay not sure if they still play throughout the summer now. But I played in the W League then. Okay. Um you know, the the kickers or something. Richmond Kickers I played for. So um yes, yeah, a totally different style of football, and more about, you know, their fitness rather than the technical side. Um, but like I say, it was another thing to experience and um yeah, enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. And we'll get into um, you know, Lincoln City in the first Super League season very soon, but um, you know, next Spells were at Fulham, Chelsea, and Birmingham, and you know two clubs from London and Birmingham. What, how was, how did that sort of come about in terms of going to Birmingham, and what was some some insight on those spells there, and how them sort of moves come about? Is it just people you knew, and just you just got spotted, and they wanted to sign you?
2: Um, yeah, Laura Harvey was manager at the time, um, and I knew her through. I went to the World University Games um, for GB then, so that sort of fell into place then. Um, and I was sort of living up that way after I'd finished at Loughborough um, so got that move then and then after that I'd just come back home and I've had to obviously then play for London clubs if I haven't lived um, away from home the so, like, last sort of the over and that
1: yeah. and then um, we'll get into Lincoln City of course they re- re- you know rebrand into Notts County um, and we'll get into that situation there but can you remember when, you know, this Super League was getting talked about? There's a documentary recently, which I watched, which was, which was really good insight into that. Um, but can you remember when this was getting talked about, the Super League, and to be part of that, be part of history, playing in the first Super League with Lincoln City? Can you remember that?
2: Yeah, I remember that um, summer, actually. And um, yeah. I was at Watford at the time. Uh, and I knew they weren't obviously going into the Super League. So it all sort of happened last minute. And I was a bit, you know, worried, or was I going to get a chance to go? But, um, you know... It, it did sound exciting it was going to be obviously professional players and it was sort of the start of something new um yeah and obviously where we are now it's really i've seen it progress season on season especially even you know in the championship where i've played you know that used to be sort of two three teams you know that are a good level now more or less the whole league is nearly full-time um and now obviously you're getting tier three teams going professional so i've seen you know the the massive drive that been through over the years. Yeah.
1: And, you know, of course, City, the big, big thing of women's football was the rebrand of, you know, Linger City to Notts County. Can you remember when that was happening and I'm sure you were, were you worried at one stage that you may have to leave the club? You know, of course, you eventually did. But with this all going on and being, you know, relocating to, to Nottingham, were you worried about that?
2: Well, I actually, I was there I think, three or four years and just as they were changing, I actually got released. So, um, but I was obviously, not sure what I was going to be doing and if I was going to be living in Nottingham, but um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, got released from there, um, and then I got the opportunity at Redden, so um, yeah, went from there.
1: And you know, during that time, you said you were fully professional. Um, did you have have to have a lot of part time job on the on the side, or were you able to play football throughout? Because you, had um, enough.
2: Lincoln, they provided housing, um, and there was some funding. Obviously, we trained full-time um I actually worked as well there as a personal trainer um okay. so that it in quite well around the training um but yeah some some of the girls it didn't work but um yeah I had to get some hours in
1: definitely and then as you mentioned you joined Reading and you won a league title there um you know at the time it was the Women's Super League 2 of course now the championship title I'm sure that was a great achievement for you in your career to win a title and um, a good season at Reading yeah, it
2: was nice. Um, I know the season before um, we came second, so it was close. So we knew, you know, we had a good chance the year after. Um, and yeah, yeah, Jane Ludlow was the um, manager at the time for quite a period of that. So um, she really got the team going from, you know, a whole new team, and um, yeah, gotten promoted.
1: I want to quickly move into a different subject here about stadiums like you know what's the standout stadiums you've played in you know there's been opportunities for you to probably play at professional stadiums what are the standout ones so far because hopefully you'll play, you'll play some some other ones this season
2: yeah um, the Majeski was really nice yeah. uh, I played the Emirates once um, the Den that was nice um, yeah it's obviously great to play on nice pitches nice and smooth so yeah uh, Hopefully, Portman Road this year.
1: Definitely. And of course, you know, this season we've played at different, you know, non league grounds, but sometimes I like them. Sometimes I think, you know, you're close to the pitch and, you know, you just you just go back and go, yeah, this is where I started. You know, a lot of players, you know, you started on parks and then you have to train on parks and stuff like now. But it's great that women's football now is growing, growing more. You've got an opportunity to play at these Football League stadiums, but also some of these non league clubs as well.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's all an experience and it's all, you know, a, a learning curve and you have to play on same for the opposition isn't it you got to play on what you're dealt with yeah
1: and um you know you mentioned you're a spell at Millwall and then you moved to Yeovil um, a long way to go down there um you know was that a big decision to be made That's a long way to go you're gonna have to really because re- I'm sure were you still living in Colchester or were you living in London
2: yeah and no, I still living in Colchester so I was doing quite a bit of driving three nights a week to um get to Millwall train and mm-hmm um and obviously uh lee was the manager at the time and he got the job at yeovil so um a few of us followed him but yeah it was a big decision so obviously you want to train but actually have quite a steady job and that um but yeah obviously got a house down there and moved in with a few of the girls so it was another good experience
1: Definitely, and um, of course, Yeovil—they've had their ups and downs in recent years. But was that what was that experience like? You know, being in a, a whole different town, a whole different place. And I know you're a you're a postie. Were you a postie down there as well?
2: No, no, I I didn't work when I was at Yeovil. Just okay. on football. Um, yeah, different experience down there, definitely. But um, yeah. no, good laugh, and obviously we didn't have you know, the resources like a lot of the teams. But I think we done pretty well for what we had. Obviously, we did finish bottom, but we'd done better than a lot of the other Yeovil sides before. So um, yeah, it was a good challenge every week. And again, it was just nice to fully dedicate yourself to football
1: definitely. And uh, of course, your next move was back to London, to London Bees. Um, did you feel like your, your time at the Oval was just, you enjoyed the experience, but did you want to just move closer to home? I'm sure you'll get to an age now where you want to sort of settle one place. And um, of course, I'm sure when London Bees came up there at the championship site at the time, unfortunately relegation, you know, last season, but um, I'm sure it was just good to be back maybe locally again.
2: Yeah. Well, again, I um, stayed with Lee. He got the job at London yeah. Bees. So, um, followed him back there. Um, and yeah, then got my job at the post. So that sort of fitted in with the football. But yeah, back to all the uh, travelling again three nights a week.
1: <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, last season, I'm sure, it was a disappointing season for London Bees and, and probably yourself. Um, what was the season like last year? And, you know, playing in the championships and, you know, top teams in that league. And, of course, being relegated is never great. But um, what was your overall season like?
2: Um, Obviously, yeah, the team. We... we yeah, for me personally, I had um, I picked up a sports hernia, so the the rehab didn't go too well. So um, I had to have the operation, and luckily after that it sorted it out. So for me, I missed probably eighty percent of the season, um, so I only sort of come back right at the end. But um, yeah, it's just obviously one of them things, and don't want to experience relegation again. <laughs>
1: Definitely. And of course, um, during your career, have you had many injuries? Have you been able to, to pretty much play a full season or, you know, have you been safe that way?
2: Um, touch wood. I've been pretty good. To be honest, last yeah. year was like my main sort of injury. Um I had little bits when I was younger, but nothing too major. So I think I was just doing too much last year.
1: <laughs> Definitely. And before we get into to itch which, and how the move came about and, you know, great start to the season so far, um, you know, I've got to mention, you know, you know, playing for England at youth level. You know, a lot of players do do that. And definitely with us at the moment, it's just town. We've got a lot of, you know, youth international. But did you get an opportunity to go abroad and play abroad and stuff like that?
2: Yeah, I went to quite a few places when I was younger yeah. uh, in all the countries. I saw you can of like Romania, Ukraine, um, France and Spain. So, yeah, it was a good experience. I'd never flown actually before until I went away with uh, England. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I enjoyed my time when I um, when I had it.
1: Yeah. And can you name any players who, in your sort, of, who you played against? Who's been sort of the toughest player to play against? Who you know, maybe a notable name, um, someone you know who are fans of women's football will know.
2: Um, I used to play well in the England youth. Karen Carney,
1: yeah.
2: Um, yeah, brilliant player, obviously. Um, sort of my year, we had like Gemma Davidson, Jill Scott, Anya um, Luco was in sort of my England youth team. So had a pretty uh, decent team to be honest.
1: Very decent indeed. And getting on to you know, Itcher's town. Um, how did the move sort of come about? Did Joe just get in contact? With you I know, Joe was looking for experienced players, and I'm sure culture to isn't too far. It's only up the road from the A12. Um, was that definitely what opportunity you came in? Of course, in pre season on a probably on a trial, but I'm sure the first training session. I'm sure Joe was impressed and um, got the move sorted very quickly.
2: Um, it was um. My agent, actually, the same one as um, Sarah's. Uh, yeah. She got me in contact and, um, yeah, spoke to her a little bit on the phone and then um, sort of went, yeah, come along and went from there, really.
1: Yeah. And was it um was it great that you hadn't, you know, sort of Sarah there as well? And, of course, Liv Smith, she, you know, was at London Beads as well last year. And was that just good that you knew some some familiar faces? anybody in the squad uh, or have you ever heard of players like Paige Wakefield or like Amanda and stuff have you ever played against them before?
2: Um I'd heard of Amanda, so yeah. um obviously through Colchester. But yeah, it was nice yeah. obviously a couple of faces. But um apart from Sarah and Liv, I didn't uh know any of the other players.
1: Yeah. But, and of yeah. course, this is sorry.
2: Which always helps, I was just saying. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And um of course, you know, we're playing in tier three for the first time. Um or it's just played here before, but for this side and Joe. Um What was it like playing your first game? You know, your debut goal away at Hounslow. Um, You know, a 6-0 win. A great way to start. Um, How are you feeling going into that? Were you a bit nervous because you were playing... I know we had pre-season, but we didn't have a proper good pre-season because of cancellation and stuff. But how are you feeling going into that?
2: Um, Yeah, obviously, I get a little bit nervous before every game, to be honest. Um, i was just looking forward to it. Obviously, I haven't played um, with this team, you know, hardly at all. I think it was one or two pre-season games. So, yeah. you know I, the girls have played a long time together they know where each other are on the pitch but um yeah it turned turned out all right and uh well yeah we won got the six goals could have been a couple more to be honest but um yeah it was a good start
1: yeah. and of course um unfortunately you know blue got her injury and um, you had to step in to be skipper um what was that like you know leading out this young young squad you know very talented squad but um Was that just extra pressure on you or did you just feel like, yeah, I'm happy to do this because you're the leader in the group and I'm sure it would have been another proud moment. Have you ever skippered a side before?
2: Um, Not like sort of as the main skipper. I've done, you know, sort of took over a couple of times throughout. Uh, But no, it was a nice moment. And um, yeah, it's always good to wear the armband. But like I say, hopefully uh, Blue's back soon.
1: Definitely. And sort of finish off, really, you know, what's your goals this season? And also, do you have any superstitions before? You say you get a bit nervous, but do you do anything before the game? Do you put, you know, your left sock on first or anything like that?
2: Not really. I just have to have my red ball before a game. Yeah.
1: Superstition.
2: Um, Yeah. No, I don't really have any.
1: Yeah. And um, is there any games that you're looking forward to this season? You know, of course, when you'll play London Bees and going back to, to London, well, you know, for the away games where we've got them in a few weeks' time. Are um, you looking forward to that?
2: Yeah, I am. Yeah. it would be nice to um, play them again. Um, yes, yeah, so I'll say the aims of the season obviously, is to finish as high as we can. Obviously, you want to be going for that top spot um, and just try and be as consistent um, as possible.
1: And um, well, Bonnie, it's been a pleasure. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up?
0: No, that's it. Thank you.
1: Okay, brilliant. Well, I hope everybody's enjoyed that, and we'll get back to Kay.
0: And that was Ross speaking to Bonnie Hallward there. Really interesting interview, Ross. She had plenty to say about her previous uh, life away from town.
1: Yeah um I think when we start this podcast I think when when we signed Bonnie I straight away wanted to chat to her and to, to hear her story from the early days you know she played in the first ever women's super league season so it was just great to speak to her about that and some great stories and hope you everyone enjoyed it uh, big thanks to Bonnie for chatting to me and uh, yeah it was brilliant.
0: Her experience has been so key this season, you know, stepping up um, as captain in Blue's uh, sad absence from injury, and and just generally, you know, Town is full of very young players. Um, so it's great to have somebody who's you know, you know, played in many different teams, you know, and brings that experience.
1: Yeah, and that's that is the key words with experience. And so I know Bonnie may not like that word because experience <laughs> normally means someone who's a bit older, but um, I think that's what Joe wanted. You know, this season in pre season, I think that's what those sort of players who wanted to sign, you know, Sarah Quantrill, and just that help the balance with the young players who are fantastically talented, but they just need that experienced player alongside them to push them mm. on. And, you know, playing the third-tier football for the first time, these young players needed that experience. And I know a lot of players have been happy that Bonnie's come in and, once again, she's a great player. So it's just been fantastic. And, yeah, that's what you need in a successful team. You need them experienced players. And I'm um, hoping, you know, we'll have a successful off-season this season. A season.
0: Fantastic. So continuing that season then, a town are back with their next league game. Uh back at the Gold Star this weekend against Keensham. We love trying to pronounce some of the team's names here. It's Keensham, Ross.
1: Kingsham. Sorry. Keensham.
0: Yeah, you got it. You got it. I'm got impressed. It.
1: First time. Happy days. <laughs> uh, not, uh, first, yeah. time. not yeah. first time.
0: Not first time. it's never first time. But um it's yep, so they're back at Gold Star against Keensham this weekend. Keensham, another one of those teams. I think we were talking about this last week that town need to pick up not just points but goals against. And we were just sort of talking before the pod um, that town's goal scoring record at home this season is it's it's enough to get them the three points, but it's not very big. And you know, we were talking last week that you know Southampton are only above one goal difference, and it's going to be a real key factor this season.
1: Yeah, like. The thing is, we're creating chances. Of course, we always do. Um, and I'm, you've got sometimes give credit to the Cardiff's and the Crawleys. They defended well. You know, their keeper was pretty much on fire. Um, and the same was with London Bees. You know, we hit the bar. We they made some good couple of saves. Um, Ek, sorry to bring it up again, she missed a sitter. Um, and it's just one of those things. It's it's just not happening at the moment. We're not scoring the goals at home, but um, we're winning the games. And as you said, this game is the one we need to score a lot they lost in the cup against MK Don 7-1 at the stadium, MK. So they've conceded a lot of goals in that game. And I'm sure we're going to be wanting to score goals. Um, And I'm sure like Tash, so Peskitt, Anna Gray, those sort of players, they will want to score goals and get off the mark a little bit more. Um, And this will be the ideal game for them back in the league action. And um, once again, big credit to the fans. I'm I'm probably all going to bring it up at some point, but I want to just say right now, Big up the fans, 311 fans at a game for the London Bees for a cup game. You can see the transition now, the progression of the fans growing and growing every week. And um, I think we, you know, I know the players, they appreciate it. I know Joe appreciate it as well. He did a tweet and saying, you know, it's great to see some of the young, you know, fans there as well with families and just great to see some new faces there as well. And I'm sure they're going to come back because I'm sure they were impressed by the performance and they were just entertained. And also the clubhouse is pretty good for next
0: Absolutely. And we just know, you know, from this week in sport, you know, how important, uh, you know, sort of seeing uh, especially female sports stars, um, you know, with all the, the news about Emma Raducanu, you know, we know how important that is on especially sort of younger, younger girls. So it's great to see those, those attendances going up, up, up. Um, but just a little bit of key information about Keensham, uh, for those wondering, uh, they are currently 13th in the table. And actually, they, uh, were, they were, they're were they actually one place above MK Toms. But their goal difference, Ross is minus 13.
1: Yeah, not great for them, really. Um, but, a,
0: but an opportunity for town.
1: Yeah, once again, you know, we're not going to think we're going to run over these, you know, this team. You know, we're still going to, I'm sure Joe and the players will prepare as they normally do. It's like any game, you know, but I'm sure back of their minds, they're wanting to score goals. Um, I'll be wanting to see some goals. I'm sure fans will want to be seeing some goals. Um, and some but I'm celebrations. Sure... Yes, some celebrations <laughs> in front of me, please. Um, I'm sure there's some, um, some of the players do listen to this pod. So um, if you are listening. Please just celebrate in front of me. But I understand, in, in the moment of the goal, when you score a goal, you don't think, where's Ross sitting? I think some <laughs> yeah, I just sometimes sometimes do. But, you know, it's just one of those they're things. The last
0: thing they're looking for is your mug, honestly.
1: Yeah, I'm, being, I'm just being selfish. It's just a selfish <laughs> point of view. You, it, As a photographer, you want that right in front of you and celebrating and all that sort of stuff. You want that front-page picture, but um, you can't get everything. You know, I'm happy just to get a nice little action shot.
0: I'm gonna say, fans, if you are listening and heading down to the gold Star this weekend, and Ross doesn't get that celebration picture he's looking for, I want you to get Ross to take your picture doing a celebration. Yeah. And then you know, we'll, we'll, any good ones, we'll we'll talk about on the pod next week. But yeah, if you've got a great celebration and you think it's better than the ones the girls are doing, then get Ross to take your picture. To
1: be fair, <laughs> they do they do celebrate good. They do, you know, they a lot of passion, but it's just not normally in front of me. And the problem as well, one key group i have is defenders get in my way the london bees <laughs> players got on my way and it's just like get out of my way defender but it's not their fault they're just they're just they're just showing
0: your pictures at the weekend as well i saw your name pop yeah. up on their feed i was like oh yeah but there you go um so yeah amongst all that madness town are back at home again this weekend playing keensham uh back in the league um and it should be a good game it could be a goal fest hopefully, hopefully for Tan it's a goal fest but it should be a good game nevertheless Um, a big thanks to Bonnie for for chatting with Ross for that interview and uh, yeah, it's just great to get the players and obviously we had Joe the other week, if you haven't listened to that do check back Um, and we'll be back um, after the Keensham game Uh, see how town's done then cheers Ross as always
1: it's a pleasure from true crime
0: to football,
2: Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.